strange. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap for Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the Juan on Juan Podcast. Let's get strange. Tomcat? Yeah, one? Do you hear that, bro? Hear what? What the fuck was that? Bro. Shh. Yo, bro. Stop fucking around, man. Yo, I just heard it again. I'm getting fucking scared, man. Dude, there it goes again, bro. Fuck this, dude. I'm fucking out of here. Me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another Strange Juans. I'm one of your hosts, Juan from the Juan and Juan podcast. What the fuck is up, bro? What's going on, man? We had a little bit of a scare back there, but I think think we got it now. (laughs) I think I might have a little psychosis. I might be a little crazy, but I I think... I just shit my pants. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm... um, (laughs) I think my brain is aged enough to know that I'm not, I'm already crazy. So, but, uh, I'm Tom cat from the strange brew podcast. I got some BLs going, some bud lights. And I got I also, the Dr. Pepper going, bro. Oh, you got the Dr. Pepper. But the new one, the oh, one with the cream fuck. soda. Have you tried that one yet? No, man, we don't get that shit in Canada. And it's I also got amazing. this thing and I fucking love this thing. It's a little expensive, but, um, I got one of those vape pens, uh, because one of the first, le- the where the city I live in, one of the first legal shops, like government owned, uh, opened up. It's super nice in there. So I got uh, some oil and a pen of Pineapple Express. It's fucking nice. delicious. It literally, it should taste like pineapple, but it tastes like lemon. But it's like uh, when I was away at the cottage, which we'll probably get into on the next episode when our free for all. But I was hitting uh, a train wreck, and it was easy concealed. Like I would just go into a room and haul on it, and it hits you pretty good. And it's a little more expensive because it's owned by the government, but the shop is so fucking nice. You just pay a little more for weed because it's how like much more owned. are we talking though? It just like depends. Yeah, it depends on certain kinds, right? You could get like you know a half quarter. What uh, I don't know if you guys call it that too, but three point five or like um, an ounce. An ounce is getting close to like 200 with this shit, which is expensive. 150 maybe. I usually aim, you can get some pretty good shit for like 135, 150 on certain sites, but with this fucking government owned shit, it's pretty expensive for an ounce. But, yeah, because they tax the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have duty, to, uh, whatever tax bullshit on it. So yeah. fuck it, I'll hit on the Pineapple Express and we'll get this shit going. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about, we had a close encounter, we're going to be talking about the Wendigo, and there's different pronunciations. Yeah, the, there's different pronunciations. Yeah. There's 37 we'll different fucking names for this thing, and yeah. they all begin with W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. 
So you want to start out with that description from what's the name? Basil Johnson. Yeah, you want to start with that? Yeah, you can start with that. Okay, Basil H. Johnson, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, gives a description of the Wendigo. The Wendigo. The Wendigo was gone to the point of emaciation. Is I saying that? Emaciation? Emaciation. I think it's emaciation. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, <coughs> I'm not even fucking doing it. It's fucking disgusting skin is pulled over its bones <laughs> with its bones pushed out against its skin. Almost like it has broken bones, like forming on the inside, which is really creepy. It's complexion. Uh, it's complexion is like ash gray. It's an ashy guy, ash gray of death and its eyes push back deep into its sockets. The Wendigo looks like a gaunt skeleton recently taken from the grave. What? But like what lips it has, whatever lips it has less left is tattered and bloody, unclean, suffering from pus, dying flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Creep, and creepy. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. I got some stuff on there to disprove that description. Right, how we did with the chupacabra, yeah, yeah. it's evo- its description, you know, being evolved throughout all of time, and I think we've done some other cryptids too that we thought looked like this, but it actually it looked like yeah, something like, or, else. Or yeah, because um, yeah, because the Wendigo it can either be like a human type of creature we'll, we'll get into and i think it can shapeshift and stuff too so like it will be like a human type of fucking guy or people see it as like uh um like a deer kind of got like a fucked up yeah. deer a humanoid yeah. deer it's fucking weird yeah we'll get into that so we're gonna cover the history yep. a little bit of the physical description then i have a quote-unquote logical explanation influence on pop culture and we'll just bounce off, and then we have some accounts of different yeah. people. There's some accounts that, we can get into, and then near the end, we'll get to, how do you survive a Wendigo? <laughs> I wish I could so, do a better native accent, honestly. Yeah, you sound like a Japanese man doing that, like a Wendigo, samurai. Wendigo, yeah. Wendigo. So, I have here a little bit of the history. In the north woods of Minnesota, the forest of the Great Lakes region, the central regions of Canada, so over by you, bro, yep. is said to live a malevolent <laughs> being called the Wendigo. And again, there's the Wendigo, the Wintigo, the Wendigo, yeah. whatever. It's there. There's a bunch of different spellings for it, but the mo- the one that's most prominent is Wendigo, and some people would pronounce it Wendigo. It's up to you. So, how you mention this creature? It'll it'll appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human. So it's a humanoid, or some people go as far to say that it's a spirit who possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. Now, yeah, there's two sides of that, right? We have the side that it could be a possible actual real thing, and then we have the other side that it's right, it's this supernatural entity, whatever. We'll get into that. It is historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors. Yeah. Which I note I thought was weird too. Um, I was watching some videos on this shit, and it, like there's two meanings for Wendigo uh, or Wendigo or whatever the fuck you pronounce it. But like one means cannibal, which makes sense. The other one means owl, which is mm-hmm. weird because uh, we more people will less describe it as like a deer type of yeah. thing with antlers, which we'll get into it in pop culture because it's in the fucking show Hannibal, like stuff yeah. like that. Like it's fucking trippy. And I, I love that show. Honestly, that was a fucking amazing show. 
I never watched it. But it's fucking I'll, good. Check it out. Please do. I'll have to check it out. So, known by other several names. Again, like I said, Wendigo, Wintigo, Wintico, and Weetigo. I like that one. Weetigo? <laughs> Weetigo, yeah. I got to go to the Weetigo. So, they roughly translate to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Right? Yeah, this so, thing's fucking trippy. And this this creature comes from a group of people, the Algonquin people, which yep. is uh, this. It, it's a lot of different names. There's a bunch of different people in within that one group. The Algonquin so tribe is pretty huge. Like, yes. um, if you go up to Toronto, there's like uh, the Algonquin Parks, which um, a famous painter from the group of seven, Tom Thompson. My grandpa also has the name Tom Thompson. He used to paint the same paintings as this famous painter. Weird offshoot. But this guy, like Algonquin Parts, is supposed to be or the park or the the whole thing is supposed to be kind of haunted ish because because uh, of native background and stuff like that. Is and that then, what the cave is? Um, it might be. I, there's it more a place or less called the Wendigo Cave because there's. It says more or less there's First Nation uh, Algonquin tribes that are based in Nova Scotia. So that's east coast of Canada. That's like way on the side of us. Like that's fucking uh, hours and hours away from me. Um, it probably a good plane ride to get there. But the fact that they did, they, these tribes were all over, especially the Algonquins, they were fucking everywhere. And, but they were a bunch of different tribes into one, but it's weird that the painter went to Algonquin parks, uh, was there painting. And then he died mysteriously. Like his canoe, he was in a canoe, like canoeing and his, oh, his fucking fuck. canoe flipped and his body wasn't where it was, should be. It's, and we're going to eventually dive into on strange oh. brew, but it's, there's weird shit to do with the Algonquin tribes in general so this wow. just probably is the tip of the iceberg yeah that's cool so the algonquian people they describe them as giants many times larger than human beings and Fucking scary again descriptions vary because when you have a group of different people they all have their own twists and turn just how with the religion right now you know every religion is quote-unquote different but at the same time a lot of them relate with certain things but they're separate yeah, my bad. They're separated by whatever you know. They're they're they put their little twist on it, but the entire thing, the Wendigo, at the end of the day, it's viewed as a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being that is strongly associated with winter, the North, coldness, famine, and starvation. So yep. anything negative. Yeah. It's what this is associated with. And it's and funny because yeah, I know where you are, obviously in Florida, but some motherfuckers up here like the snow. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I deal with fun. it. I hate the cold. Oh, man, I deal with it and I do what I got to do, but it's Why fucking, are you there though, bro? Because I was out. They put me here. They just, they, they, my, whatever family I had that came here, they came to Canada and then they stopped walking. And you can that, leave though, bro. I mean, have you ever thought about leaving? It's, it, you know, that costs, that costs money. You know what people don't have nowadays? Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If true, I, true I, I wouldn't come to the stage just because of healthcare shit, but if I could go one place, I would go like overseas and go to like fucking Europe. I would love to do that, but it's expensive as fuck. And there's yeah, no, I don't know about and there's no that. fucking warm places in, uh, in Canada. Like we get winter every single fucking year. There's nowhere you can really go to hide out from that shit. 
Like it's the, the New Yorkers and the fucking people from like Boston and shit and like Michigan, they'll understand cause they get winters almost the same as us, but it's fucking frigid. I couldn't imagine being a native culture or not a native, uh, not a native tribe and yeah. uh, indigenous people that lived up here during that fucking time. Like it during sucked. those harsh winters they, and they, they built pretty good teepees that you could have fires in and shit. But man, I couldn't imagine. They probably hallucinated and thought they saw shit too. Like, they, well, I couldn't that, deal with that shit. We talked about this in Washington that it's got the highest rate of suicide because the, the uh, what is it called? SADS or SIDS or something like that? Oh, yeah. Weird. Sun induced depression syndrome or something where people, yeah. there's, no, there's no sun, so they get crazy. And maybe this has a lot to do with this, yeah, right? Because that's true, actually. Because we, we take vitamin, uh, what, vitamin D is the yeah, sun? Or vi- yeah, sun. we take that during the winter because if you don't take enough vitamin D and you're like you're constantly just in dark, snowy fucking weather, it can affect your mood and shit because yes. you need vitamin D. So 100%. So according to the legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the but past- that's like if you've got to fucking survive... <laughs> That's kind of a douchebag fucking thing. Listen, when you eat human meat, and I know you know this, it does yeah. stuff to you. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, does it, stuff altern- to you. it changes your vibration. Yeah, everything. Not not only that, but I'm talking about like a biological standpoint. Like yeah. it's not good either, right? And, but like, you, you, get you, you like your steaks like and your burgers, don't you? Yeah, but it's not human <laughs> meat. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, th- I thought you were talking about meat in general because meat in general can also alter your like oh, being. Yeah, no, I believe that. I believe that. That's what the reptilians so, say. But in the past, this occurred more often when Indians and, when Indians and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snow and native ice or indigenous. Yeah. So what we were talking about. No, you can't say what? Indian. Oh, come on, dude. Seriously. <laughs> We're going to go there, bro? I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to say? Indigenous? Indigenous or native. Okay. Or the indigenous could, people. Or there's another or word. The, <laughs> or the Indians. So okay. sometimes stranded for days, any survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead in order to survive. Other versions of the of the legends cite that humans who displayed extreme greed, gluttony, and ac- excess Ex- excess might I don't know why it says that <laughs> might also be possessed by a wendigo thus the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation so when he says Maybe excess like I excess think it's like greed like yes too, yes like, yes when and, like and, you, and you one, want too much yeah and, and uh, native culture indigenous, uh, indigenous culture they usually do it where like um, there was a quote. I can't remember the whole quote because it's really good. But it's something about like how there was no jails because there was no juveniles kind of shit. That like because they all lived as a tribe when they lived together as one, then you shared everything. And that's why mm-hmm. they got fucking smallpox from blankets because they thought the white man oh. or the Spanish was a good guy and he's yeah. sharing his shit. Um, oh. But they did a lot of trading and stuff. But the na- like they will they don't have like systems like that because they're supposed to live with each other and everyone's supposed to be con- like cohesive and connected. So uh, then this kind of failed eventually, obviously, but you'd have people like this. And that's why probably this comes from too, is like people being greedy yes. and shit. I get and, like, into that too. You know towards I mean? the end. So, uh, so obviously it's, it's this metaphor of something. It's, yeah, for it sure. stands for something. So right now we have, the two possibilities of it either being 
this supernatural, metaphysical, maybe perhaps physical thing, yeah. humanoid hybrid, or it was maybe something used how back then people yeah, when well, they couldn't describe. Yeah, on their psychosis and, and people freak yeah. it out. And me and Billy so, just kind of mentioned, uh, actually it won't be put out for a couple of weeks, but have you ever heard of what like a tulpa is? No, a, never a talpa is like uh, a Slenderman. It's mm. it's something that you can end up like uh, uh, something that isn't real, uh, a folklore, something along oh, those lines, and, it and then real. becomes real because you actually create it and manifest it in reality. So yeah, I, I this could that. be something that they believed in, and then end up they end up manifesting a creature with their consciousness, kind of like Montauk shit and stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So a physical description. I have some physical descriptions. How we talked about a little bit in the beginning, you have the stag-human hybrid, yeah, human the stag, with antlers, yeah. or human with ram horns for ears. But in Algonquian records, there is no such correlation other than to the owl, how you mentioned earlier. Because that is Wendigo weird. can translate as owl or cannibal, depending on the dialect. Unfortunately, we get this modern-day description and depiction of the wendigo some say from the movie 2001 movie wendigo by larry fessenden or whatever his name is that horror movie and the wendigo is depicted in this form throughout pop culture which we get into later but it's it's kind of disappointing because i do like that that crazy looking humanoid horned no, and it, it, it's creepy and it's been shown. We'll get into when we get into the pop culture stuff, but maybe it's something that plagues the human consciousness because of it going back this far. Maybe they wrote depictions on fucking walls that maybe made it look like that. Um, but also the fact that like a lot of owls are symbolized in f- shit. Yes. Like it's weird. Like you have owls in uh, the fucking episode we already covered. Um, the Mothman, right? There's yeah. owl symbolization in that. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it might have been uh, Mothman prophecies or Close Encounter of the Fourth Kind. And one of those like alien abduction movies, the girl keeps seeing a fucking owl, and like, and then all this fucked up shit happens. Or it might be Dark Skies. It's a really good fucking uh, UFO picture. But, yeah, I think I saw that one. But like the fact that it, it does show up and the wise owl and all the, all this like even in Moloch is an owl like yes. going to Bohemian Grove. Stuff like that. It is weird that it's another symbol, like symbolism of an owl. Fucking, yeah. it's super weird to me. Yeah, and again, th- this is this is all coming together from a bunch of different accounts of people. But at the end of the day, it might be that maybe that perhaps that collective consciousness that you're saying that's manifesting an actual physical thing. Yeah. There's always that possibility. So the Algonquian legend describes the creature as quote unquote a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. And then I have this <laughs> other this one. How's fucking walk? Yeah. The, <laughs> Aji, the Ajibwa. Is that how you say it? Ajibwa? The Ajibwa? Yeah, it, they no, describe Ajibwa. it. Ajibwa. Ajibwa. They describe it those words. as a quote-unquote, it was a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Fuck. Its breath was strange its breath was a strange hiss its footprints full of blood and it ate any man woman or child who'd ventured into its territory and those were the lucky ones sometimes the wendigo chose to possess a person instead and then the luckless individual became a wendigo himself hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh almost like some weird skinwalker shit too though 
like with yes. like witches like yes. kind of transforming other people and shit and there's a yes. lot of weird stuff to do with that and some fucking movies right that you kind of contract vampires uh, the vampire lore. This is just kind of like a native vampire lore in some sense. Because I have something interesting to bring up once we get into the accounts of Wendigo psychosis, which is another. Yeah, thing let me know when we talk. can talk about Swift Runner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring something up that's very that I found interesting. Yeah. So the Native American versions of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit over 15 foot tall that had once been human but had been transformed into a creature using magic. So maybe kind of skinwalkery these indigenous people back then did practice forms of black magic paganism all this sort of stuff and i believe in all that shit bro and i believe that for sure and maybe like when you know a lot of these cases end up happening when the the white men or the spaniards were coming over here and shit and they were kind of influencing them so you could have people that no black magic because they obviously made slaves from people uh, that were in yeah. Haiti, which voodoo yeah. comes from Haiti. So at that time, voodoo was a big thing because when they enslaved all the people from Haiti, they kind of like saw what their culture was and the weird curses and shit like that. And it could have been a white dude that taught the names this, or they could have kind of had their own magic that was forbade. Like, don't do that shit. And if you do that, you're cast yeah. out. And like that's why I said there was no really jails uh, for natives and stuff like that and punishment in a weird way. But I think the punishment more or less was like if you fuck up bad enough, we're going to just set, you're going to go away. Like we're going to like you can go to the next tribe and see if you can fight them and shit. Like, you know what I mean? They would just cast yeah, we're gonna you out. They're going to sick a Wendigo on you, bro. Yeah, they'll cast you out. Like you yeah. can go fight the Wendigo. <laughs> so, again, the descriptions of the creature very slightly. The Wendigo is generally said to have had glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and overly long tongues. Sometimes they're described as having... (coughs) It's just Gene Simmons, man. (laughs) Sallow yellowish skin, and other times depicted to be covered with matted hair. What the hell is sallow? Sallow? Yeah. I have these as a reference for notes, but I don't know what the hell... Sometimes I get typos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, so yeah it's good. whatever fuck it on top of it being a monster on top of it being a monster it also had supernatural abilities so it had supernatural powers being that it could when it started to attack somebody it would go into their mind and attack their psyche and get into their brain before they would break down and become a wendigo and sometimes they said that when before Wendigo psychosis, somebody uh, would you make be me very look hot. Up? I looked up Sallow and it came up with Sallow or the, the 120 Days of Sodom. And I know that's a really dirty, fucked up movie that uh, that is like what Ray really? the. Yeah. I just put it. I uh, searched S A L O, Sallow. And uh, it's un- unhealthy yellow or pale brown color. What the fuck are you looking up, bro? You said to look up Sallow. Yeah, sallow. I didn't know having sallow or yellowish skin. So oh, it's just- sallow means unsalt. Oh, it's, it's, in the Wikipedia, it says it means unsalted pork, pork fat. <laughs> but also, also, it's referring to this movie, and this movie is called Sallow or the One Twenty Days of Sodom. And I know this movie is one of the most controversial movies that ever came out. It's got like a bunch of fucked up shit in it. So that's fucking weird. Look up Sallow, just S A L O, and you'll see what the hell I'm talking about. 
Oh, this this Italian one? Yeah, I think I've heard about that. That's a fucked up movie. Anyway, it was so off topic. Oh, yes, but... yes, I did hear about that. We can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, movie's fucked. fucked. That's weird so, they brought that up. So, where was I? Yeah, so the matted yeah. hair. And then I was saying that before it, somebody takes over and it becomes when the yeah, spirit possesses somebody. Yeah, it kind of fucks somebody. with you. And it, it, that's weird because it reminds me of like, it reminds me of like a movie. I'm trying to think of what movie that would be. Trying to think about like especially a horror movie, something like it kind of Cabin goes in your Fever. head. Cabin Fever is actually a kind of a good. That's actually a good uh, suggestion. I love that movie. The guy from Boy Meets World is on it, and the fact that something like that it could be a virus, and maybe that's what was happening too. And we'll get into that probably later. But like it could have been a virus that was overtaking people, and they thought the Wendigo creature was killing them. You know what I mean? So like. There's a lot of different shit. There's layers to this. Let's say that. Yeah. So the creature, aside from having powers, it was a near perfect hunter. Could yep. very stealthy. You couldn't hear it coming, and it would use every inch of its territory. And so the the when the Wendigo eat, it's always hungry. Yeah, right? it's it, it's it, like never stops eating ever. It never stops eating, and when it keeps eating, it gets getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger and the older yeah, I, I, that's that, like, yeah, yeah. that a Wendigo gets, the the power, the more powerful it becomes. So it's said to that some of them can control wildlife, some of them can yeah. even control the weather, some of them can even control time, and like they just get yeah, so I saw powerful. That too. Yeah, they get, they get so big, they end up like becoming so powerful. They possess shit. It's weird that like the like, and going back to like culture and shit and like the world. And I'm uh, we'll get into it when we get into our free for all next week. Uh, but I'm reading a book by David Wilcock, and everyone likes him. But it goes deep into a lot of different shit. Um, but even talking about that, this thing that's like off topic, but how the world's kind of connected and there's like fucking the same stories, but it's I think that done guy's differently. a fucking phony, bro. Well, you should read his book and you might think differently. He might be a phony with some of the shit he says, but the shit he yes. writes about, he actually, he cites all of his research. He cites where he got it from. He, he does, he does his research. His live talks may not be the best thing for him, but his books are actually like they're in research. They're all there. Like you can't, you can't maybe discredit he didn't write them. So he, I don't know. Maybe he didn't, but supposedly like even the way he writes, he talks about how he makes sure that they can't discredit him. And if you look into what he talks about, it's all proven at least to a point of theory where people have tested theories. So I was just talking about how it's all connected and me and Billy talked about this creature. And that's why I'm saying it's weird how different cultures have different shit. And me and Billy, when we talk about the strange monsters episode, we talked about a creature, uh, Tibetan creature, that would do the same thing, kind of. It, it, it would it would always be hungry, okay, but it's, it gets worse. And, and you're in like this internal hell, but all all only thing you crave is shit. You crave feces and uh, human waste, and you but you can't stop eating it. And you'll never be full. And that's in the Tibetan hell is this creature that really? eats shit. It doesn't even want to eat the shit, but it eats the shit because it's always hungry, but it really wants to eat the shit. That's like a Tibetan book of the dead or what is that? It's a creature in the, some other folklore and stuff. And I think that's crazy. It's kind of like the Wendigo, but way worse. I'd rather be a Wendigo. At least you get to murder people. And well, that's, a, that's a little fun. I don't want to <laughs> shit. I don't want to eat shit for eternity. Yeah, that sucks. But you still you want to eat this shit? That's why that was so funny. It's like, I, I don't want to eat this, but my brain's telling me 
Eat the shit. <laughs> and my mind's telling me, Let me no. Know. What's that song? Yeah, yeah. My body. Is that R. Kelly? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can't talk about him anymore. That guy's a fucking pedophile. <laughs> so, All right. so, quote unquote logical explanation. This is where yeah. it got kind of controversial. But at the same time, what happened with this term, Wendigo psychosis, is it started to disappear once modernization started coming into the indigenous people and they started, right having religion and being Christianized, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, you know, because it, it was all very, you know, before time and all the settlers and everybody started coming in. So once that happened, this term kind of sort of went away. So, so it's been a, a quote unquote disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. So it is considered by some psychiatrists to be the syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, this psychosis is said to occur within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada <laughs> and the United States. So of course, what are they fucking, fucking drinking? People, bro. <laughs> Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods of time. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion, a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. And people who have who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. At the <laughs> same time, they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. So, I'm pretty sure this is when you take mushrooms. <laughs> Something like this happens. Or you start... uh, were they fucking around like peyote and shit? I feel like that's worse for your fucking brain. I heard like peyote's like it's good for a spiritual experience, but doing that shit all the time is probably a bad idea. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of shit for a long time is a bad idea, bro. I don't know. I've never... Oh, I guess mushrooms. You can all... But the thing is, like, things like mushrooms and shit, you can't... We'll get into it maybe next week, but you can't fucking, like... You can't do too much because you feel like fucking shit. You feel like you're going to yes. die. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Yeah. So, maybe that's what yeah. it is. They were taking a bunch of Amanita muscaria or something like that back then, and they just got fucked up, and they just started eating people. Well, like, look at the guy on bath yeah. salt in Miami, bro. No, oh, yeah, and 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 my view is somebody's like on drugs like that too. Is like that things from outside of our eyesight can probably possess you more easily. Oh, yeah. and get you to do some fucked up shit because there's stuff out there where you see like nothing. And then yeah, you like, talked about that before. Yeah, and uh, I just want to mention kind of do the psychosis stuff, but even uh, a lot of people are plagued with nightmares. Their insanity like melts away when their sleep deprived minds are constantly thinking because they're not sleeping and shit. So this thing kind of torments them in their own psyche, but they experience like unbearable burning sensations through their legs and feet, yeah. which is weird. So they usually strip down. Sounds like a fever. Or like a virus that's like fucking with them and they're hallucinating. And they run around without clothes in the forest like a madman. Cabin fever, bro. I'm telling you, dude. Mm. The same thing. It is so, kind of weird. And they go literally utterly insane. Yeah. Like, and the they most, have a fever and shit, which maybe it's a fucking sickness. The <laughs> most common response when somebody showed the symptoms of Wendigo psychosis was they would go to... These healers, right? These shaman, yeah. the people that use natural medicines and stuff like that. In the cases of the past, if these failed, if these attempts failed, and if the possessed person began to either threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocially, they were executed, bro. Executed? I'd be like, I thought they're cast out or something. No, like, they were fucking. These people were executed, bro. And hmm. we'll get into that because. 
This is the this re- is the indigenous people doing this. Yes, there have been reports. Well, are they doing of it this? with fucking arrows, or are they chopping their heads off? They have pretty primitive weapons. Yeah, they, bro, they you would could prob- kill somebody with a. I dude, I know, I knew a guy who was uh, an, an acquaintance of mine. Slipped yeah. going into his garage, hit the, hit the back of his head, and died. Really? Yeah, bro. Shit, man. Well, Sucks, I guess, but, but then there's some people you fucking beat their brains out and then they <laughs> survive. Like yes. the Manson murders, they kill, like stab them like 50 fucking times. And it's like people were still like, like still hanging on for life. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But these people, <laughs> they were executed. I don't know how. And there have been reports regarding <laughs> this psychosis that date back, that date back hundreds of years. Yeah. Can, are we, can we talk about a uh, swift runner now? Uh, I'm getting, I think, uh, a couple more slides. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about understanding the Wendigo conceptually. So as a concept, the Wendigo can apply to any person, idea, or movement infected by corrosive drive towards self-aggrandizing, greed, and excessive consumption. So something in the world or in society that disrupts the balance... That's what can be a Wendigo. But that's and like the, fucking Satan in the Bible. Like, it's kind of the same. Yes. Like, don't eat too much and don't fucking swear. And uh, The Ten Commandments. Yeah. What is it? You know, love everybody, be good, don't, don't fuck murder. your neighbor. Yeah, keep, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it says that. But it keep, says don't lie with thy neighbor. <laughs> or don't, don't, don't I think it says don't uh, want your neighbor's wife or something like that. Something along those lines. Like, don't want to fuck your neighbor's wife. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> So, uh, this Ojibwa, Ojibwa, Ojibwa scholar Brady Brady DeSanti, he asserts that the Wendigo, quote unquote, can be understood as a marker indicating a person in balance both internally and toward the larger community of human and spiritual beings around them. So, if you're out of equilibrium with yourself and with your neighbors and your community... You're a it's, fucking Wendigo. Well, and it's kind of like, yeah, that's weird. It's like a, uh, a karma monster. Yeah, like, so it's, it's I mean? like this. That's what I. That's what really interested me about this because not only is it like a super badass, like supernatural being and monster, but at the same time, it's like something that you can apply. Because remember, back then, bro, they couldn't. They don't know. They didn't know what was going on. So they wanted to to find a logical explanation for things. And now we're seeing it in hindsight. It's like, well, that was stupid, right? They fucking had like this cannibalistic monster that <laughs> can grow up to 15 feet tall. All they had to say was, don't fucking kill and eat your neighbors. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But, but sometimes then, you got to do it. Yeah, sometimes you got to do. You got to strike fear in the hearts of those, you know, around you. It's like, oh, don't go into the woods. Why? Because the fucking Wendigo. So now nobody's going to want to run away. Kids, don't be greedy. I, I'm not going to do native. But like, uh, don't be like greedy <laughs> in your tribe. And they can just make up a fucking monster. And then like you say, said, share your things. You know, help oh each other God. out. Yeah, let's get back into it. <laughs> in addition to cat, uh, characterizing individual people who exhibit destructive tendencies, so like how I said, the Wendigo can also describe movements and events with similar negative effects. And this is a professor, 
Chris Shedler. The figure of the the Wendigo represents, quote-unquote, consuming forms of exclusion and assimilation through which groups dominate other groups. So, what was going on in that time? Colonization. People coming in from other countries, taking over the land of the indigenous people and the people that were already there. So, what again, what that logical trying to find that logical explanation to where they're just like, Hey, it's a fucking 15 foot tall monster <laughs> that fucking eats people, and we're just gonna call it that. <laughs> no, that's what they're you know? doing, shit, too. Like, it's like they take it, they, they're making up stories so they have a bad guy, Satan, and like, and that's why, uh, we're eventually after we do our Halloween shit and getting uh, probably in November, maybe we'll do it around December to fuck with the Christians, but we're gonna get into like Satanism and we're gonna, like me and Billy are and talk about Antoine LaVey and his, one of his quotes is like, you know, Satan's the biggest, um, um, dollar maker that the church had some along those lines yeah. because you know, you pay to be like, oh, I gotta be sin free. Like the more sin I've done, the more I have to pay to a church and like shit like that. Right. So like, it's kind of like people make up demons. So then you be wary of shit or yeah, so it, you fear the other yeah. side. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You fear going into the woods. You fear being against the movement because if you're not with your people, you're against them, right? That fear of going against the grain and being an outsider. And this is what this is a part I'm about to read that really struck a chord with me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So, as a concept, the window can apply to situations other than some Native American European relations. So, what I had talking about the settlers coming in—they're the bad guys. They're taking over the land, right? We have to find the boogeyman. <laughs> it can serve as a metaphor explaining any pattern of domination by which groups subjugate and dominate, or violently destroy and displace. So, again, what I had just mentioned. And then this guy right here, this this guy, I don't know what the, who the fuck he is, Joe Lockhart. He's an English professor at Arizona State University. He, he said this shit, <laughs> argues that Wendigos are agents of, quote unquote, social cannibalism, who know no provincial or national borders. And this is where it got me. All human cultures have been visited by shape-shifting Wendigos. Their visitations speak to the inseparability of human experience. National identity is irrelevant to this borderless horror. So I was <laughs> like, holy shit. Is that like some sort of like shape-shifting reptilian fucking thing that is always influencing our minds at all times and they just want to create chaos within society and then, you know, have people... Dude, that's what fucking... Nah, it makes sense. In a way, it does because, like, it seems like he's describing something that, like, and that's what's his name. People like David Ike. David Ike. (laughs) David Ike always, but he he says that certain things in cultures relate to other things, but we're just describing it differently. Um, and it goes far back. And I see like the book I'm reading, uh, with David Wilcock that I want to get into kind of on the free form episode. Cause I do like him and people think he's crazy. Sure. Read one of his books and then say, like, say something. That's how I kind of, I'm going to try and read one of his books, bro. I'm going to take I your word the, for it, but re- I've seen him. I read the source, uh, the source field. Um, and now I'm on to, uh, the synchronicity key, get that one. Cause he kind of goes back to this past book. Um, but he's got, there's something there about him and he does do his research. He talks about, he was talking about Africa. 
afterlife shit, how money doesn't exist anymore. I kind of want to get into it on the episode. But David I goes kind of farther out there with a lot of this shit. Yes. But he does point out that, like, all these different bad guys, boogeymen, and cultures all are one thing. And then we people have it interpreted differently. But yes. there's one thing, but I don't always believe that. I believe there's other fucked up things. So this there. Lockhart guy, he goes on to explain that Wendigos are an expression of a dark aspect of human nature. The drive towards greed, consumption, and disregard for other life and pursuit of self. Agredenzentment? Fuck, man. <laughs> Anyways, you know, wanting to better yourself and being yeah. selfish. That's what yeah, that means. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I want to know how to say that, though. Aggredendizement? No, you should talk to Billy about how many things I fuck up on the podcast, especially because I'm getting getting high and drinking a lot of the time. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck was that word? So, documented Wendigo psychosis accounts. And did you you read about the 1661 Jesuit relations document? I kind of like like glimpsed over it. So as soon as I started ca- talking about the Jesuits and all this other shit, I was like, "This shit goes deep." I'm gonna fucking yeah. pass this. Well, shit. well, okay, yeah, I didn't really go into that, but obviously <laughs> the Jesuits and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I was like, "This shit says a lot of crap about a lot of different shit." And yeah, I was so like, that, "That's out there," but it was pretty much this collection of stories of. When France was moving into the what is it Quebec area and all yeah. that stuff, Cold they were taking cans. yeah the they were taking accounts of what this. was happening, <laughs> and there was different stories. But what really interested me was that when they wrote about this, these certain individuals that were going crazy and eating their families and killing their families, that they related it to in France at the time, and maybe we can get into this some other time for another episode. They related it to their werewolf. Yeah, I heard about that too. And um, coming up, we, me and Billy, will be covering werewolves for this Halloween season. So that won't be fun. It's a lot of fucked up shit about people that they thought were werewolves that were just, uh, just child murderers and shit. So yeah, look forward to that one, people. <laughs> so I'm gonna read this section from the Jesuit relations of where they talk about this guy that that just went crazy. What caused this greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake. Namely, that the man deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner. Those poor men, according to the reports given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy but have a combination Mm -hmm. of all these species of disease which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. So that's how we get the werewolf. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men. Like veritable werewolves. Yeah, I read that too. I didn't put that in. I don't think I put that in my research, but I did read that. And I heard that on a video, I think too, like, which is weird that you know a lot of these things are just like recycled. They really, it's all the same shit bro it's all and the that's, same shit well, and okay my weird thing i always say like you know when i talk about my shadow people experience if you like listen to the shadow people episode that me and billy covered i talk about my experience and said like why well, believed like growing up um like ufo 
people, UFOlogists, fucking UFO abductees. Like I, I watched a lot of shit pretty young in my like young teen, like I guess like 16, 17, started getting really getting into alien shit. And then I weirdly believed them because I had an experience when I was 19. And then it kind of was like, if I want people to believe what I saw and what happened to me with like the fucking shadow people and seeing like a fucking 10 foot tall fucking shadow at my doorway when I was walking through it completely fucking sober, like that, if I want people to believe that shit, I want people, if people are abducted, there's maybe a couple of them that actually did get abducted by aliens and something really crazy happened. You know what I mean? That you have to, yeah. just because you, it didn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not possible. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. So you can talk just about like your boy. Just like a Wendigo. Yeah. You can talk about your boy Swift Runner now. Oh yeah. I want to talk about <laughs> Swift Runner. I, and honestly, like, I think it's dope, and obviously, growing up, being in Canada, and having uh, a lot of uh, Native reservations, Indigenous reservations around us, and I had a lot of Native friends, you know, we would joke about shit, we were dumb kids, and, you know, there's stereotypes everywhere, but, uh, you know, how we would joke about their names, and stuff like that, like Swift Runner, and... Bro, I'm in um, Florida right now, bro, my, the town I'm in, they're all different names of different Indigenous people. Yeah, and like I'm in and Osceola I, County, bro. Osceola, like, what the heck? Like, that was a famous. Yeah, that was a famous Indian here. Apparently, sounds like a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1878, a Cree man named Swift Runner, like, like you know, what I mean, we had I had native buddies <laughs> who call him like, "What's up?" Like, if, if especially if you're something to do with, it'd be like bull toker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like yeah. that. Like dudes that can hit the ball good. Uh, was near Hudson Bay Company supplying post when he overcome with he he came overcome with the need to slay and eat his entire family for Jeez. some reason. Uh, the mutilated remains of Runner's wife and five remaining children were found by authorities. Which I don't know why it says five remaining. What? How did he have other kids that he did kill? <laughs> Yeah, Runner. there was a bunch of them. So rather he killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. And they have um, a lot of, if you read into this stuff, especially around this time era, I think we'll get into, they have a lot of wives and they have polyg- they believe in polygamy at mm. this time. And one dude will have a bunch of wives and they'll have a That's bunch dope. of kids. Uh, yeah, it's like King Solomon shit. And so they, the authorities found the remains. Uh, Runner confessed to the slang and eating his family, which is fucking crazy. And he blamed the actions of the Wendigo. He was sentenced to execution by authorities at Fort Saskatoon. Saskatchewan. It's like Saskatoon. Oh, it's Saskatchewan. I can't even say my own province, man. What is wrong with me? Too much of too much of that Pineapple Express. Saskatchewan. You live there in the province? No, no. It's like it's two provinces down. And I learned this since I was a kid. I should know this shit. This Pineapple Express got me. At Fort. Sasquatch County. I can't believe this. People in that fucking province are going to hate me. Sasquatch. Fuck, man. Okay, the, I, I'm this, I'm stoned. So, uh, but yeah, and there's uh, many people in these tribes that took uh, 
like this was like the times where like cremation and shit like that was a big thing during the winter. So they'd have to like <laughs> kill their people too. But this is something that they were taught sometimes of yeah. like the, um, their culture and to make sure you kill the Wendigo or if you think someone is, uh, which we could get into with like the medicine man and the Wendigo. Like, oh, you have slave. Wendigo psychosis. Just take a bunch of cocaine. Here you go. Yeah. And just well, that's call what the white day. man would probably say. Yeah. So, a Wendigo allegedly made a number of appearances near a town called Rosu in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s to I the 1920s. I Minnesota. I think Hold I had something like Minnesota. that. Minnesota. <laughs> each time, each time it was reported and an unexpected death followed and finally it was seen no more. So, almost like the Mothman, dude. Bunch of people fucking die and then boom. It's gone, and nobody there's ever a lot hears about of, it. There's a lot of fucking things like that. Yeah, at dude. least Sasquatch just kind of like maybe rapes you. He leaves you be afterwards, though. But he might. Get you want to talk in. about Jack Fiddler? You have that one? Yeah, we can both kind of talk about it. I'm fucking pretty stoned. Uh, but the, the guy Jack Jack Fiddler, also known as He Who Stands in Southern Sky, and in oh, Swampy wow. Cree, meaning stylish man. <laughs> Literally in one of the languages, his his name meant stylish man. Wow. Like his That's true awesome. native name. I took it out because I can't pronounce his true native name. <laughs> yeah, and, I don't uh, have his native name. He was the, the, the what they call a chief or a shaman is called the Agima. See, it sounds Japanese when I say it, Agima. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds fucking <laughs> Japanese. Or uh, this, they called them the Sucker of Dudum, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> of the Sucker of Dudum. Uh, among uh, these certain tribes that were now in northwestern Ontario, which is kind of, I guess that would be like Toronto ways. Uh, his arrest in 1906 for the alleged murder of a Wendigo and his suicide before the trial marked the beginning of the whole, their exposure essentially to Canadian law. And in our terms, I don't know why they called them this or this is what they call themselves, but they're called the sucker people, which is really weird. And until uh, Fiddler's people had among the last original, like Aboriginal people, that's the other word, um, indigenous and ab- Aboriginal is what you should call the people that we fucking destroyed their homes and land. Okay, uh, noted. Living in North uh, North America completely. They, so like like you said, they were under their own laws, their own customs. They didn't have any like laws that we have. And that's why I said yeah. they kind of live by each other in cohesive unit like bees. I'm just joking. They were like bees, but they would kill other people and there would be there would be mad beef. Uh, they would so- take authority <laughs> upon themselves to do shit. It's like you said, yeah. either you're with us, either we cast you out or we fucking kill you. That's the lay of the land. Either you like it or you don't. Yeah, and then and you got some guy from Saskatchewan, now I can yeah. say it, riding over, and then their tribe ends up meeting from people that are like fucking miles away because they keep riding hunting buffalo or some shit, and then they see people, and then they end up fighting, right? So they did have their own wars because yes. as soon as somebody else kind of came in, like, you wear your... Uh, your your headdress a little different than me and then they get into a fight about that shit but this guy he was known for his powers of defeating wendigos yeah yeah it's crazy 
He supposedly had defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. 14. You just but murdered a bunch of people, dude. He, uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pretty much just fucking killed a bunch of people that probably had, like, mental issues and mental disorders. And he I said that... I don't think they would know what that is. Yeah, no. Some so, of like, these creatures... Culture, yeah. Were said to have been sent by enemy shamans and other members of oh, his yeah, own band. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. That's fucked up. Right? So, he was usually... The fucked up part was that he was usually asked by family members to kill the very sick loved <laughs> one know. before they turn into a Wendigo. So, these these two brothers, they would go around and pretty much stalk people and watch their families to see if they would fucking do anything that's, like, odd and funny looking. And then he would just... When they when oh you sneeze three times in a row he he he's a wendigo and then it would kill them. <laughs> I so, saw that too. There's a good video on YouTube describing with yeah just like stalking out and shit. It's fucked up. So eventually, after they killed all these people in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life. Did, in prison. Yeah, and he he fucking escaped though. The dude. Really? So yeah. So yes, um, yes. So this guy well, had. I five, have two different stories. Yeah. I heard that he. This. You know how many wives this killed? guy had? Huh? Guess how many wives he had. What? Uh, he had five wives and thirteen children. Jesus. You know what's funny? Not funny, but fucked up. You know, what? old dirty bastard from the Wu Tang Clan. No. He had thirteen. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sad, man. Old dirty bastard. On the Sorry, ODBs. Bro. Okay, you gotta look up some Wu Tang Clan shit for me, please. Look up the Wu Tang. So this right. guy, a pretty famous rapper, honestly, he had thirteen kids and then he died of alcohol poisoning. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this I, I I heard two different stories. I heard that he died and then three days later they pardoned him, but he was fucking dead. I heard that I, he escaped, man. <laughs> then, yeah, I think there's that one too. And then I heard that he ultimately was granted, but then dies. He died three days later in jail before receiving the news. <laughs> oh, I heard about that one too. I that I think I read about like uh, that's the two ones that I heard. So who the fuck knows, right? Like, yeah, I know. Who knows? So we can get into the influence on pop culture, the Wendigo, right? We've seen it. It's been in a bunch of different shows. Yeah, it's been in what's that one show you said, Hannibal? Hannibal. Which, that's, that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. Now it is, but uh. I suggest this show to like a lot of people. I like the original Hannibal movies. I'm a big fan of horror, but this show and the guy that played Hannibal did a phenomenal job. It's fucking, it's mint, dude. And, and there's all these things of the one, the guy uh, based on the books, uh, Will something shit, uh, that because the book, it's based on a book called Mindhunter, but he sees this fucking antler, this shadow mm. antler thing behind people, and he sees it all oh, the time, wow. like in his head and shit. And it, like, a lot of times you see it and it looks all fucking weird and black. If you look up Hannibal Wendigo, you'll see pictures. What's that it's one fucked up. movie? Did you ever see that one movie where the guy, the girl paints him and always sees that dark shadow behind him? I forgot what it's. Oh, that sounds super familiar. Yeah. And then it's like that. It's like a horned looking guy. And that was like the dark self. Oh, like, you know, what for, is that movie? That's going to drive me insane. For The fans you know, like, know, send me an email. I'll find it. I watched it not too long ago. So we've seen, obviously, in that, in that show, Hannibal, another well-known movie, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yep. Was also based on that, right? Where they would bury in this 
place and the, the they would come back to life and then the guy wants to bring his son back, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and that's what that the stuff. book's more based on. The the yeah. original movie, they didn't really add that in too much. Then when they did the remake recently, they added that more in that it was a native burial ground and this and then you see uh, in one of the frames, you see like a weird fucking creature in the shadows in the background. One thing that I really found interesting was that there's a character in the MCU that was inspired by the Wendigo and Wolverine actually fights him. I think it was either the Hulk oh, or the Wolverine that, actually fights up. him. Did you know the shit's on the fucking pony show? What's that? What's that shit? That yeah, po- My Little Pony. Yeah. The fucking Wendigo's in that show, too. Yeah, there's that. That's fucking so weird. There is... It's been in a bunch of different video games, so Fallout. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention it can have an ice heart, can it? Some, some yeah, shit I said that at the beginning. All right. I was going to say, did we leave that out? Because I, I thought that <laughs> Television was Television series, Teen Wolf, Supernatural, Blood Ties, Teen Charm, Wolf? Grimm. Did you, yeah. did you ever watch that show? Uh, Like, maybe, like, bits, a bit, a bits and pieces of it, but no. Oh man, I used to I used to rock that shit hard, man, when I was a kid. Dude, it's been in the DuckTales too Christmas special. <laughs> mm. That is really weird, DuckTales. DuckTales yeah. is an Illuminati shit though. There's like really? an all-seeing eye on the back. Um the people think it's fake. I think it's genuine. There's people that think it's like different. But it's just in an episode of and Scrooge McDuck staying there. It's an all seeing eye and then in like it's like a seeing chart, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and you have to go fucking get your eyes checked. It's like one of those charts that you read off of, but it says ask about the Illuminati. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I saw like a Facebook post about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pr- pretty much people think it's genuine cuz the guy that found it was like a VHS shit, so so I have this last thing before my conclusion slide among the, and I'm not even going to try and say this group of people, the Cree and the Ajibwa or Ajibwa. Ajibwe or Jib. Honestly, it's probably Ajibwa or Ajibwe is probably fine enough for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> if anybody's part of this tribe and stuff like that. It's just these names, right? They, I found it interesting that they had a satirical ceremony dance sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. So these yeah, they got the had, rain dance. Why wouldn't they have the they get the fuck this, out of here Wendigo dance? Yeah, they had this weird dance that they would dance backwards behind a fire and a beating drum and stuff like that, which that's kind of, you know, no disrespect, but that's kind of like weird, right? Like, like this crazy <laughs> thing just to reinforce the idea of something that, to them, it's very real, right? Like, you know, to these people back then, this was something like, hey, you said earlier, like, maybe some of these people do get abducted and they go through all this fucking crazy shit just because and we I just don't, don't know it. You know? Yeah, I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't judge. Yeah, it could be something wrong with somebody's brain or a chemical imbalance. But who fucking knows? There's a lot of shit that proves that you can't prove some shit. There's unexplained stuff on this planet every day. And people yeah. are going to say, like, well... I don't know. And it's just like science is now proving that these things could be highly possible. Like fucking virtual reality, like that we live in a fake reality or we live in in at least a reality that we think we're in, but we're also consciously in another reality, which I kind of want to talk about next week. So that, that the the brain in the vat, the vat jar. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I I know how you want to talk about how you can survive a Wendigo. Yeah, so if you want, I can wrap up with this, What okay. I have, the last of what I have. So the frequency of the Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century. Again, as the Native yeah. Americans, the, the indigenous people, 
came into contact more and more with the Western ideologies. However, yeah, Christian uh, Christianity, they forced them to do it. They just fucking brainwashed them and, and beat them till they fucking spoke English. So I was saying that the, uh, there is still Wendigo creature sightings that are still reported today, especially in Northern Ontario. Near the cave of the Wendigo. So it's got it. So if it's saying the cave is near northern Ontario, it might be in Algonquin Park, which is kind of trippy. That I I didn't think about that. Or if it's in if it is in northern Ontario, actually that's probably more like North Bay. It says the town of Kenora. Do you know where that's at? No, that's gotta be like North Bay kind of area, like up north. Yeah, and so there's obviously a lot of people who still believe in the Wendigo that it roams around the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Kenora, Ontario, Canada has been given the title of Wendigo capital of the world by many. Sightings of the creature in this area have continued well into the new millennium. How do you spell the Kenora word? <laughs> uh, K-E-N-O-R-A. Kenora. I don't know where the fuck that's at. Sounds very far right. away from me. Like, uh, close to Manitoba border. You know where that's at? East of Winnipeg, yeah. Okay, weird. I didn't think it was, like, that way. That's kind of trippy. I might take a trip out there. That's, like, not, there's, like, at the border between Let's us. Let's go to like, Skinwalker Ranch one day, bro. Let's go to Utah. I'd fucking love to. I don't know if the your country will let me in, though. Yeah, I know they will, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get how to survive this motherfucker? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what stupid shit. Imagine for a moment that you're lost in the woods, man. In the dead of winter, there's no food, no way for a successful hunt. And your only companion is another human. In times of extreme hunger, people often devolve to their basic survival instincts and resort to eating another person. I know it sounds fucked up, man, but let me get into it. However, if this happens because you're trying your best to hide and survive while you're stuck in a forest with a wendigo, this may be a joke on you. After all, the earliest Wendigo legends state that the spirits of Wendigos actually possess bodies of people who resort to cannibalism. So don't cannibalize your friendly man. <laughs> I just had to say that shit. All right. So, so how the do, fuck do you survive them, bro? Just don't eat other people like you said. Now, here's another <laughs> one. Survival of a Wendigo attack is, is it likely? That doesn't mean it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but if you honestly may not want to if you may wa not want to survive about learning about the side effects, you may be more than just conjecture since a Wendigo attack survivors are practically impossible to find. <laughs> but there's some who believe just coming into contact with a Wendigo will drive you insane. This is an untreatable type of insanity. Either as your mind will become completely vacant of all thoughts, due to the exposure of the powerful supernatural creature, <laughs> Which is crazy to think that so like stupid, bro. It's it's the it's an insanity that's so untreatable that your whole mind will just you'll have no thoughts left. There'll be nothing left. So you won't even ever know that you're gone. So <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you're just, good, bro. Like that's according to some legends, fire just might be your best weapon when it comes to battling a Wendigo. Unfortunately, you can't simply wave a torch near the Wendigo's face and it's all good. Instead, 
you have to kind of set up a fire around its body or try to burn it in the course of the attack. But of course, getting close to the Wendigo is fucking a bad idea. Most people won't even be able to test this theory before being devoured. It does make sense though, because the creature with an ice heart would be vulnerable to fire, man. What if if it can control fire though, bro? That's even scarier. And control the weather and it just makes it rain. It's you the said, perfect supervillain, dude. You think if you were hunted by it, but it says it's super smart, that you could just, like, uh, you know, make a fire trap, like fucking Frankenstein, but it's not dumb like Frankenstein walking around like an yeah. idiot. You yeah. know what I mean? The primary weakness of a Wendigo is its frozen heart. There are many legends that talk about this, though the most common one states that destroying its ice heart will release but also kill the human trapped within the beast. To pull this off, you might need to get close to a Wendigo and stab it with a silver stake like a fucking werewolf. It's it's also possible that a silver bullet might do the trick, (laughs) which is a fucking werewolf. (laughs) And some even believe the fire can melt the frozen heart. The fucking Grinch. Got two more for you. Against all odds, you managed to stab a Wendigo in the heart with your silver stake or blade or fucking bullet. The, <laughs> the creature appears to be dead. So you think you're all set, right? If legends are true, you must go one step further to ensure that the Wendigo won't come after you again. First, you have to take a shattered Wendigo heart, so a piece of its heart, and lock it inside a silver box. Really going on in the silver shit. Next, bury the box in a graveyard that's attached to a church, which most graveyards think should be. Before you head to the graveyard, use an axe with silver plating to chop off the Wendigo's limbs and head. Finally, salt the body like a piece of pork and burn it until it's ash. I had the pork part. And let the winds <laughs> scatter the remains. You gotta go a fucking long way to make sure this thing is dead. But at the wow. same time, if it's a fucking native creature, okay? Why the fuck would you have to bury it in a graveyard near a church? Because yeah. natives don't believe in that. Until well, they got brainwashed to do it. A Christian or somebody wrote that. You want one more? A Wendigo is difficult enough to deal with. Uh, it's savage strength and superior hearing abilities. Yet these cryptic can also command ice storms and tornadoes. Yeah, dude. bro, I'm telling you, dude. Which is so crazy. It's a perfect fucking villain, bro. It's a perfect I know, monster. It is. It should be in a fucking movie. I'm going to put that in my D&D <laughs> campaign. Yeah, the, Wendigo. the Wendigo. That's a good idea. He has all sorts of abilities, uh, which may it may seem virtual possible to feel like you're gonna be safe and make an escape from this fucking cryptid. But when you combine this with apparent ability to cause animals to stampede and rip out trees off the ground, I don't know what the fuck this thing's doing. It may even be harder to survive an attack. Therefore, if a Wendigo goes after you, it's important to remain alert for much more than... Okay, this thing's just telling you to, like, stay alert, man, and make sure this thing doesn't <laughs> run after you because it could kill you even if it comes close to you. Yeah, bro, don't <laughs> fuck with the Wendigo, son. Yeah, 
sympathies for like like just common sense like it, it's really bad but you know you could try running fucking a bro that's that's uh that's, that's the, the perfect <laughs> perfect villain that i agree better than venom so that's all i got bro <laughs> yeah, we're good man that shit made me laugh and the fucking stupid things if you want to survive a terrible creature just Fuck. <laughs> That's a lot of work to fucking just take down one thing. Yeah, I know. That whole thing of like, I gotta bury it by a church in yeah. a graveyard next to a fucking now you fire miss hydrant. One step, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it just comes alive anyway. All right. Well, well that was the Wendigo. Uh, fo- follow all the Strange Brew stuff, Strange Brew Podcast uh, group page on Facebook, www.strangebrewpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at the Juan on Juan Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows. The Juan on Juan Podcast, the Juan Hour, and Strange Juans all have their own RSS yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find us on any major podcast platforms. And until next time, don't get hunted down or don't <laughs> yeah. become a fucking Wendigo. Yeah, and if you do, make sure you shatter its ice heart and then drag it to a church and then bury it in the graveyard and then make sure that the graveyard has a church. <laughs> Alright, until <laughs> next time. <laughs> Later.